Absolutely. Kanya Fujimoto, uh, 22 years of age, on loan from Tokyo Verdi. It'll be interesting to see yeah. if they can get a move done for him. Another player, though, I want to talk about playing on the right side of defense is Jose Carlos, uh, 23 years old and uh, has been fairly good in the right back position for this Gil Vicente side. Um, and he is on loan from Braga. So, you know, Braga, um, you know, had a, had a pretty big loss in, in, in the summer when they sold Ricardo Escaio uh, to Sporting. Escaio has had his fair share of struggles in Sporting, but he was a very important player as that right back slash right wing back uh, for Braga. There have been sort of some concerns, you know, wh- who, who do Braga replace him with? Uh, Jan Kuto, they brought him in from Manchester City on loan, so he is a loanee. Um, he has done fairly well. Uh, came off the bench for uh, Fabiano at halftime. Fabiano Silva, another player who has kind of uh, been able to absorb some of those minutes that Escaio left. So uh, Fabiano and Jan Kuto have been two big options um, for, for this Braga side in that right wing back position under Carlos Carvalhal. Apart from them, you've also got uh, Thiago Escaio, the brother of Ricardo Escaio, who's currently on loan at Aruca. Um, and you've got this Zay Carlos. You've got Zay Carlos, who I think looking at those options is actually, you know, fairly is in a good position, I think, because right now what he needs is regular minutes at 23 years of age. Uh, but I think that if he can continue this performance at Gil Vicente to this level of performance, I would not be surprised uh, to see Braga bring him back into the first team fold. Obviously depends on also what happens with, uh, you know, Jan Kuta, what happens with Fabiano, but I think there's a real good player in there. Uh, talk to me a little bit about Zay Carlos. So I knew Zay Carlos from his time at Leishoyen, um, even. And I knew that he was a really attacking uh, fullback, really overlapping the wing every time. Um, and he's shown that, uh, that at Chile, uh, really attacking. Defensive-wise, he can... He he lacks a little bit in that department, uh, but I think he in the current squad of Braga he could definitely fit in already. Um, Jan Kotu is really good, but again he's a loanee. Uh, Fabiano had a, a loan spell at Academica, if I remember correctly, and now came back at Braga. And I think the same could happen to Zay Carlos, uh, especially since Zay Carlos. Is been performing great in the Premier League while Fabiano was in the Segunda with Academica. And it wouldn't surprise me at all if Zay Carlos uh, was part of uh, Braga's squad next season. I'm not sure if uh, Gil will try to make some kind of business with Braga. Two clubs usually, usually have a lot of business. Just this summer, there was Lucas Mineiro, then Murillo, uh, Lino Preference that ended up not, not being... Uh, used by Braga um, and also Zé Carlos, obviously. Um, I think Gil might try to keep him, but if Braga really like the way he's been performing and want him to see in the squad, I, I don't see it happen, happening. Um, but yes, it's Jan Couto, Fabiano, Zé Carlos, and 
uh, Thiago Gaio as well. They have, I think, they're well for next season they won't have Jan Koto, I'm pretty sure. But the other three options are all kind of the same level. I'd say Thiago Gaio a bit below, in my opinion. Uh, and I think with time and with experience, just um, and with a bit of confidence, they can reach the same level of uh, Ricardo Gaio. All it takes is just confidence, playing time. And just uh, naturally, they'll they'll re- achieve the same status, in not exactly in terms of quality, but I think just in terms of performing for the team. I think either of those can be the that is guy replacement. Absolutely. Um, I the final player I want to talk about on this Gil Vicente side is a Spaniard, and you know, recent years we've seen a lot of Spaniards have a lot of success in the other side of Iberia. Uh, in Portugal. Uh, this season, you've got three Spanish players in Antonio Adan, Pedro Porro, and uh, Pablo Sarabia on loan from Paris Saint-Germain, playing a huge role in this sporting side under Ruben Amorim. Alex Grimaldo uh, obviously has been a starter at Benfica for quite some time. Uh, Tony Martinez, just a few years ago, uh, was a very important part of that Famalicao side. Earned a move to uh, earned a move to Porto. Seen likes of you know Spanish right back Carlos Soria, who got sent off for Estoril, but has been very important uh, in their season under Bruno Pinheiro. Uh, Tondela, probably one of the most Spanish teams in La Liga. Bring I mean in the Primera Liga, bringing in quite a few Spanish players. Um, so you know it, it has been kind of an interesting trend. Braga as well, you know, they they have also been part of the trend of specifically Spanish strikers. You know, Spanish strikers, we saw in 2019-20, uh, Tony Martinez, really one of the, those breakthrough performers from Kamali Cao. Uh, the following season, we saw uh, Mario Gonzalez excel on loan at Tondela, eventually joining Braga um, in, in, in the summer. To compete with uh, to compete with Abel Ruiz, another Spanish striker, uh, hasn't been a great season for Mario Gonzalez, uh, competing with the likes of Abel Ruiz as well as Vitinha, um, who scored against Vitoria de Guimarães, and uh, we we have even seen Mario Gonzalez uh, leaving for Tenerife on loan. We'll see how he does in the Segunda, um, back in his home country, but. Another Spanish striker, another Spanish striker who has really become, I would say, one of the biggest breakthrough sensations in the Primera Liga this season uh, is Fran Navarro. So Fran Navarro um, just turned 24. I think him and Nelson Deleuze, I think there's just a one-day gap between their birthdays. Uh, Fran Navarro, 24 years of age, um, started his development in in Valencia teams, played at Levante as well as Valencia, um, had spent, I think, six years at Valencia's academy, um, joining uh, Lokeren in uh, a, a Belgian side in 2019-20, but uh, joining Gil Vicente uh, on a permanent deal in uh, the summer of 2021 and has really been uh, as, as I mentioned, kind of a breakthrough sensation. Uh, you know, he ha- his numbers have been up there with the best. Currently a joint third 
in the Primera Liga with 11 goals so far. So Fran Navarro level with Meditaremi and Ricardo Horta at 11 goals. Uh, just three goals ahead of him is uh, Luis Diaz, who, of course, now at Liverpool. Uh, I, I, do th- I, I would expect all three of those players, Horta, Taremi, and Navarro, to surpass uh, Diaz. Uh, at the top of the league scoring, scoring charts, uh, you've got Darwin Nunes from Benfica, which you know, should be noted is going to be uh, playing against uh, Tondela in just a few minutes, currently in the starting lineup. Uh, to start alongside uh, Gonzalo Ramos and Everton Cebolini, as well as Rafa Silva in attack. Okay, so we'll see what happens with Darwin. But Fran Navarro, talk to me about this guy. Fran Navarro is another example, just like you said, with, with Tony Martinez and Mario Gonzalez, proving that talent can be found anywhere. He was just kind of in the in the B teams of, right, so Navarro was in the B team of Valencia, Mario Gonzalez, I can't even remember where he came from. Uh, I believe he was at Villarreal's B team, if I'm not mistaken. Right, Villarreal, and also Tony Martinez. Um, And it proves also that these Spanish strikers have a, I don't know if the difference in quality between the La Liga and Premier League is this bad that uh, players in the B teams of these Villarreal and Valencia can come here to Portugal and not, I wouldn't say dominate, but have a great season. Uh, But it it proves that uh, these Spanish strikers have, well, not only the strikers, but uh, it proves they have the basis of the game. They have a different understanding. The Spanish school of football uh, provides them different bases of the game where even these players who are not top stars by any means uh, can really perform really well in, in the Primera Liga. And like I said before, uh, Fran Navarro, I would say, is the, the second best striker outside the top three in Portugal. I don't really, this is obviously my opinion, I don't rate uh, Braga's and Vitoria's strikers that highly. I think they, both teams could do very well with a better striker. Uh, for me, the best strikers outside the top three are really Petar Musa from Boavista and Fran Navarro from Gil. Navarro has great link-up play, um, really strong uh, in duels. He can play with his back to the goal really well and still make runs in behind. Uh, Lely's been having a little bit of dip in form, but happens. It's it's a slight dip in form. Uh, but yeah, then obviously in front of goal, he's been a good finisher. Um, just a, a complete strike and it really fits well in the Gilles game. And I think he's kind of similar to Peter Musa in that way. Uh, they're both great link of striker. I think Musa has the edge because he's a bit better in the air and a bit stronger. And might be even a little bit better finisher. But yeah, Navarro has been great. And I don't know if he'll stay at Gilles. I could see if Sporting, for example, decided to go a little bit uh, on a bit more of a budget instead of going for Slimani like they did. I think if they want a player more of the profile of Paulinho, kind of, 
not exactly the same, but uh, they could go for that type of Peter Musa, Fran Navarro type of player. Uh, they offer, they're really complete strikers. Um, and yeah, I think Navarro has been having a great season. I hope he stays, but I'm not sure. I think he's bound, just like Tony Martinez was, I think he's bound to a move probably a bit higher, maybe to a Braga, maybe to a Vitoria. I don't see him going to a top three club already. Uh, unless he was, of course, like that sporting on the budget going for to be a squad player. But yeah, uh, been having a great season so far. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Peter Musa, a player who I, I really want to talk about. Uh, and I'm glad, I'm glad you brought him up uh, because the next match that was on my agenda was Boa Vista against Vizela. So Vizela taking the lead uh, in the 26th minute from Samu. Uh, and yet, uh, Boa Vista going down to, uh, to 10 men just after halftime via red card from Luis Santos, who uh, just came on for Tiago Ilori just before halftime, lasted, I think, a total of 10 minutes uh, before getting sent off. Uh, Boa Vista got themselves a penalty. Um, which was converted by Yanis Hamash, uh, a, a player who's been very good in the left-back position and I definitely one of the top-scoring defenders in the league. Uh, Samu, though, Samu adding and, and getting a brace, 25 years of age, getting a really big brace against Boavista. Pitar Musa, though, just two minutes after converting uh, in his, his second goal in 20 appearances, uh, very impressive tally from the Croatian striker. Uh, Boavista, you know, despite playing with 10 men, got themselves a penalty in the 101st minute, which was blazed over by Giannis Hamac. Uh, Giannis, you know, 20 22 years of age, Fran uh, and he's, he's from France, had spent some time in Nice and Red Star, and uh, has definitely been one of the best left backs in, in the league, I would say. It was nice to see uh, Boavista manager um, Petit really consoling him after uh, the the miss and you know obviously a, a lost opportunity for for Boavista for sure but um, but I would say a good result for for Gil Vicente no doubt um, and and it means that Boavista who you know had been looking to to break into that obviously challenged for that European spot. Currently 13th uh, with 20 points. Gil Vicente have a 14-point gap over them, so, so pretty darn good. Um, in uh, crazy as it is, Vizela are three points ahead of Boavista. That's just incredible to me. Um, any, any words on Vizela? Vizela... Is a small, I won't say a small team, but it, they're from a small town. But um, I would like to see them stay up because they, I really like their manager, yeah. uh, Alvaro Pacheco. I really like the, their style of football. Again, it's another team with a interesting approach, with a, a positive approach, attacking football. They have a, a, some very good players. I really like Samu uh, that I mentioned. Uh, I like um, Nuno Moreira that came from Sporting Academy. And there are a couple of other players like Kiko Bondoso, uh, even uh, their right back, Coffee, uh, is interesting. 
uh, they're a very well managed team. I would like them. I would like them to stay up, especially since they they're from a small town, but uh, their fan base is incredible for the how big their town is. I think there's certainly a, a big influence from being next to Guimarães. They they bring a bit of that Vitoria energy to their games. Um, but yeah, it's it's was it's a good team. I didn't see that game because I was um, at the Jill game. Obviously, they they were at the same time. But Vizela has played a a lot of good games this season. I would like them to to see. I like to see them stay up. Absolutely. Going back though to Peter Musa, twenty three years of age, and uh, you know as you mentioned, one of the best strikers outside of the big three. Uh, born in Zagreb, Croatia. Came through NK Zagreb's academy before uh, moving to Slavia Prague, the Czech side, in 2017. Has had quite a few loan spells. Uh, Victoria, Zizkov, Slovan, Liberec, and Czech Republic. Went to Union Berlin uh, last season. Now, though, at Boavista and and has really taken off in form um, and grabbing his seventh goal in 20 appearances thus far. Uh, Benfica have apparently approached Slavia Prague for for Pizar Musa, 23 years of age, and Boavista, as we know, uh, really one of the most dysfunctional clubs in the league. Looking at all of their financial issues that we've seen under the ownership of Gerard Lopez, um, I, I think that you know they're they're the president of Slavia of Slavia re- reported that Boavista had not yet paid Slavia the loan fee. There are problems regarding Boavista's payment of their of his salary, which you know, unpaid salary. That's something we've seen a lot with regards to Boavista. Um, so <laughs> I, I think that you know, with all due respect to them, they're they're a massive club and have a huge fan base. Frankly, they're too incompetent uh, financially, at least, and and organizationally to buy a player of Musa's quality, in my opinion. Um, and, you know, Boavista, there, there have been, you know, some suspensions from FIFA. There's apparently a mandatory buyout clause when he gets the 10 goals. It, keep an eye on this one because it is, is interesting uh, to see how, how it goes. But, but Boavista, you know, we've mentioned this is not a new thing with them. They, uh, they, they have reportedly not paid what they, what they had agreed to pay for Reggie Cannon, who arrived from FC Dallas in 2020. Frankly, they're a pretty dysfunctional club from an organizational and a financial standpoint. And I frankly do not expect uh, Peter Musa to be playing at the Estadio de Bessa next season. But we'll see what happens. Talk to me about Musa, though. Musa is interesting. I've, really, I've already talked about his like, footballing ability. What, what surprised me was that at the beginning of the season, I saw some people talking about him. I didn't know him at the time. But... Uh, I found it really surprising our player because I went to check his stats and apparently he did pretty well in his uh, couple of games for Slavia uh, prior. He played like about 15 games, if I remember correctly, and, and scored like in half of those, which is really weird for a player that young. That's a pretty decent ratio and it's weird how they keep uh, loaning him. I thought that would be good enough to, uh, to play for Slavia, but apparently not. And well, and the Benfica approach I think is weird too. I don't. 
I think the best option for him is probably, I don't know, I don't know Slavia's situation, but like staying at Slavia. Bovic, they can't keep him. As you said, they have way too many financial problems. Uh, Benfica, it's weird because I think in, the, in such an unbalanced squad they have, I think their striker position is probably where they're most spoiled, where they have the most quality. As you said, they're about to play in a few minutes. They have Darwin Nunes, which I'm not the biggest fan of, but he has his qualities, right? He, they have Gonzalo Ramos. They have Seferovic, which is probably leaving. But they have Yarem Shuk. They still have Rodrigo Pingo uh, injured. And I might even forgetting uh, Enrique Araujo uh, on the verge of going to the first team permanently. It's weird. I, I don't see why Benfica would go for that move. Musa definitely has quality, but I don't think Benfica is the best club for it. Or even Benfica should be interested in him right now in such an unbalanced squad. I think they, they should have other priorities. Uh, but yeah, Musa, it, it's a weird case. I, I think it, it would be a shame if he just went back into another random loan and he probably and there's a big chance of him not performing as well as he's been performing at Bovista without having the right context to, to perform. It would be a shame because he definitely has quality. Uh, and I hope his next club is a good one for his career because he's a real promising player. I like him. Absolutely. Um, Benfica, you know, taking on Tundel in a few minutes. Porto getting a 2 nothing win against Saruka and Sporting get a, getting a 2 nothing win against Malikao. It uh, means that Porto remains six points ahead of Sporting, uh, as well as 15 points ahead of Benfica. Benfica can cut that lead to just 12 points um, with a win against Tondela. We'll see if they do. But looking at looking at this uh, Porto game, you know, going up against Aruca, which you know we talked a lot about on the last uh, Quartalinish podcast, uh, going uh, going to Aruca and getting a 2 nothing win from a goals from Vitinha and Chancel Mbemba, but perhaps more importantly, a brace of assists from Fabio Vieira. Fabio Vieira, a player who, uh, you know, ha- has really come into his own over the past few weeks. I think, uh, you know, Fabio was one of the biggest stars of Portugal's run to the U21 Euros final. Was some, you know, there was some speculation, was he going to leave? Was he going to stay? Eventually ended up staying, renewed his contract, struggled for minutes, but has really become a a starter over the past few weeks uh, under Sergio Conceição. And he is providing an assist every 63 minutes. No player in Europe uh, is assisting at a faster rate than him. That's uh, according to Goal Point. Our friends at Goal Point, definitely check them out. Um, You know, he, he is really just that good he's that lethal he knows how to pick apart a defense and I think that with Luis Diaz gone uh really their biggest answer arguably their biggest answer to you know these teams that uh pretty much almost almost every single team that Porto will face will try to will try to sit back park the bus if you will uh and and have them grind it out I think that with Diaz gone their their biggest real solution uh to breaking down those deep blocks is uh is Fabio Vieira he's just that good 
He's he knows how to find a teammate uh, in an advanced uh, area, and uh, it's it's really impressive what he has done over the past few weeks. I'm curious, what what are what are your expectations on Fabio? So cards on the table completely. Uh, I'm a Gilles fan, but everyone, if anyone checks my account, my Twitter account, you can quickly see I'm also a Porto fan, even though uh, I don't like the, the, the direction the club is going and all that, but I can hide it. And so I, I can have my love for Favieira and Vitinha. So uh, uh, yesterday's game was great for me. <laughs> Just seeing Vitinha score a, a great goal and Favieira with two assists. Um, Fabio, I think it's difficult to say he can be the solution or he can be the next Luis, Luis Diaz and kinda. Uh, because you can, in their, they're completely different profiles, right? And uh, yesterday, Cedric Song even uh, talked about it a bit, saying that uh, without Diaz, they missed a bit of uh, runs in behind attacking the space in behind the defensive line. And Fabio definitely can offer that. I think he offers different different stuff, obviously. I think he offers better interior link-up play. I think he offers uh, more passing ability than Luis Diaz. Uh, they're just completely different players. But I, I think it requires Porto to change a bit in the way they play. Uh, but I think it could be that solution. The thing is, I don't, I don't see Conceição changing that much the way they play. He's been doing it, but I think he won't ever completely like disregard that um, attacking to space part of the game, uh, having a player who can really make those runs in behind. I think the most obvious solution is him just working Pia into their role into making more of those runs, into just working him into a better player. Uh, I think Fabio Vieira is more of the Taremi right now, more of the Taremi uh, solution. Taremi has been dropped off the team in the last couple of games for Fabio Vieira. And what Taremi offered was more than a striker, it's kind of the number 10 on the team where he dropped a bit lower, a bit deeper, and provided a link of play. Um, I think Fabio can do that better. Uh, they'll lose, obviously, more presence in the, in the box. But I mean, still a striker. But yeah, I think I don't see Conceição completely going from Luis Dias to Fabio Vieira. He's been changing his ways. He's a, li a little bit less stubborn. But uh, still, I don't see him com changing completely. But yeah, uh, Fabio is an incredible player. Absolutely. Um... Looking at the other game, though, I mean, apart from Porto Sporting, going up against really their bogey team in the league, Famalico, and uh, winning 2 nothing. So uh, Sporting have had some issues with Famalico, but now between beating them in the league and, and beating them uh, in the cup, they've, they've shown some signs of overcoming them uh, as, as a rival uh, goals from Pablo Sarabia and Mateus Rice giving them the victory. Um, you know, Sarabia, I think we have to mention, he has been absolutely phenomenal for the sporting team. And I, I think that one of the biggest reasons why sporting fans are not complaining that Nuno Mendes is gone is because 
Sarabia joined on loan with PSG paying the entirety of his wages and has been just so, so, so important in this attack. Talk to me yep. a little bit about Sarabia's uh, importance for sporting. Sarabia just, I would say he fight. he's, with Vitinha, he's the best player in the league. Some people say Vitinha, some people say Sarabia. He's just, uh, just the star player in that team, I would say. Um, I think people, some people didn't even appreciate the fact that like he was incredible at Sevilla. He was really good at PSG, which in the team of stars, sometimes what they miss is just a player who's there every week and can perform. Uh, and he did that. Um, and in the sporting team, yeah, he just offers com- different stuff. He offers a lot more creativity than they had with, last year with um, a Jovan or an Unsanto or whatever. And especially in this uh, Pote deep of form, he even offers uh, finishing that Pote has been offering as much lately. He's just an overall quality player. It's just one of those players who every season you can count on him to deliver like 15 goals and 15 assists, which is insane. Um, but yeah, Sporting will miss him a lot next season. And Edwards is already working that direction. That transfer is, Edwards is supposed to be his replacement. By I think it's hard for Edwards to replace Saravia. Uh, as good as Edwards is, Saravia is just a different quality. Just another level. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can get Sarabia on a permanent deal. You know, clearly has not uh, is not going to start for PSG with the likes of Messi, uh, Kylian Mbappe. You know, may or may not leave Neymar. Uh, on the other hand, Sporting, I, I think there's a lot of potential there. I do hope I hope they can get a permanent deal resolved. Although, you know, it, it'll be difficult. Um, I think that yeah, it would it would really have to come from the player, right? Both asking PSG to allow him to leave on probably would be like a free transfer or like a minimal fee from Sporting, from cheap, and then he asking PSG, and then he he himself would have to lower his salary immensely. You don't you don't think that. I mean, I, I think that there would there might be potential for, you know, looking at how, how, how well Nuno Mensch has done at Paris Saint-Germain, uh, really been one of the few bright spots of this team. I think there's a potential. Maybe Sporting decide, maybe PSG decide they want another Sporting player. I could potentially see them, you know, getting someone like uh, Mateus Nunes or, or João Paulinha and, and sending Sarabia the other way. I think it would make sense. Um, we'll see what happens, but frankly, for me, I think that the best option for sporting right now, uh, I don't know if it's possible financially, but I think if they could get Sarabia completed and then there's potential where, you know, I think you should be trying to sell Pedro Gonçalves. Uh, obviously, I, you know, he's, he's a great player, but I think that he can get you a lot more money uh, than Sarabia at, could, or even Edwards right now. Um, and, and building it's... potentially, a, a, you know, a, a front three of, you know, potentially Sarabia and, and Edwards on the wings with maybe Paulinho in the center forward position. I don't know. It's something, it's something I would be looking at. I'm not saying get rid of Put. 
But for me, if you can sell him for 50 million or so and have Edwards and Sarabia uh, down the wings, I would not be opposed to that if I'm a sporting fan. It, it's complicated because let's remember, Famalicão has 50% of put. So sporting would only get 50% of that. If they sell him for 50, they would only get, which already right. is a great fee. And 25 right. million is, is already pretty good. But uh, yeah, 50% is, is, it really hurts their business right. in that sense. They re- so it's hard. That's true. Right. So, right. Famalica will have the other 50%. So if, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I think so. I, yeah, I think, I think that's correct. Wow. So that would be, I, I, I forgot that. Yeah, that, that would be very big for them for sure. Um, Famalicom could basically win the lottery there. It was great <laughs> business by, by Famalicom. Great business. Yeah, I remember when that deal came through. And I think they did something similar as well with uh, Manuel Ugarte. I remember them. It was, a, it was a fairly small fee, but they kept on to, a, I think, a sizable resale clause. Uh, so, yeah, that, that will absolutely be interesting as well. Yeah, they, they've been doing it, sporting with the Varandas. Has been doing that a lot. Uh, not only Pot Ugart, but I think Tabata as well. I think, I think it's kind of ridiculous. I, I, I'm not sure, so don't quote me on this. But I think <laughs> Sporting only have like 10% of Tabata, something Jesus ridiculous Christ. like that. Oh my and they, goodness. I think Putinus says about 15, someone else says 40. I think it's something like that. Don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure Sporting has like a very small amount of Tabata's pass. Or if it's not 10. I know it's they don't have a hundred percent at all. So if when there were talks about him going to Saudi Arabia uh, in the last uh, last couple of days of the transfer window, yeah, uh, I think it will it would be really weird business. I think that's why they ended up co- preferring to um, loan out Jovan. Absolutely. Um, yeah, that that is that is very weird. Um, So anyways, without any further ado, I'm going to get to the talent of the week section where we discuss a player who is either performing in Portugal or a Portuguese player who's performing abroad. Um, I am going to go with a goalkeeper. Um, I'm going to go with Andre Ferreira, uh, 25 years old, and I would argue has been one of the best goalkeepers in the league this season alongside Samuel Portugal from Portimonense. Ziga Frela from Gil Vicente. I think those would be my three. You have a lot, obviously the, the goalkeepers from the big three have done fairly well. Odysseus, Vlachodimos, Antonio Dan, and Diogo Costa. But for me, Andre Ferreira has just been really, really impressive in goal for Pastos de Ferreira. Uh, seven saves against Portimonense, five from inside the box. Uh, the previous game against Storiel got five saves, five saves, three from inside the box. Against uh, Famalicao, six saves, four from inside the box. Uh, in Against Tondela in December, we saw him as well rack up nine saves, two from outside the box. Uh, you know, some, some very impressive numbers, I think. Uh, and and Passos, a very weird season for the Beavers. Uh, I think that losing Pepa was really massive for them. Um, still, you know... They, they, they haven't been too bad and are 12th in the league, but uh, been fairly mediocre going forward, have scored 15 goals this season. 
And, and, and that is something that only Bell and Inch Saad have scored fewer. We'll see what happens if Bell and Inch Saad can score three or more against Morenz uh, today. But uh, a fairly disappointing campaign, I think, at least in, on the pitch from Passos. But one of, the bi- one of the biggest reasons why they are not fighting relegation at the moment is Andre Fajera. Um, 25 years of age and I, I think has been very impressive not just in terms of his shot saving, but also on the ball, you know, capable of playing some long balls, uh, completed four out of 10 long balls and 75% of his 18 passes uh, against Portimonense at the weekend. A uh, very underrated goalkeeper, in my opinion. What are, what are your thoughts on Andre? Andre has been pretty good. He has uh, racked up a lot of saves in the, even in the last game, he saved a pen, right? I'm pretty sure. Versus Portimonense. Yeah, I, I think he did as well. Yeah, I, I need to thank him because he's been <laughs> very helpful in my uh, fantasy. Uh, but yeah, he's been having a great season. Um, together with uh, Ziga, Freli from Juvicia and Samuel Portugal, there are a couple of uh, good goalkeepers in the these smaller teams. Um, and he's definitely one of them. He's uh, been having a well, Passage has, has been on a, a weaker season than com- when compared to last, um, last year. Uh, he's definitely been, I'd say, one of the overperforming players. I think, let's say like that, the Passage keeper this season is better than Passage keeper last season. It's not because of him cause that they're underperforming a bit. He's definitely having a good season. Absolutely. Do you have a talent of the week you want to add? Uh, I don't know if we've talked about it here, but um, a player I'm, I really like is uh, Nathan Santos from uh, Bovista. I think he's a really interesting player. Uh, so Bovista, now with Petit, they've been playing in, a, in this 3-4-3, even before Petit. But with Petit, they basically are sporting B team, not in the sense of players or even connection, just in the way they play. They play like little sporting. Um, in their in their dynamics, uh, the the big change I would say is sport. While Sporting has Inácio with a great passing range, Nathan really shines in his dribbling ability. It's insane how I'm. I think he's for sure top three or at least top five in the league in dribbling, uh, dribbling numbers. Just to, I think both numbers and percentage in the league with like. Had Luis Diaz, as half, as a bunch of attacking players who are great travelers. A defender is in those positions is insane. Uh, he is re- a really good carrier of the ball. And it's interesting because he, he has played about half his games at the right wing back position and the other half at a right center back. He can play both. I think it's a right wing back where he has a little, little bit more freedom to shine in that dribbling ability because I don't think <laughs> managers in Portugal are really that prepared to let a center back have that much free that, man, that much freedom to just carry the ball as much as Nathan wants to do but he's an interesting player I think uh, you know how Porto has Tomás Teves and Sporting as his brother Gonçalves Teves two very good young um, right fullbacks, right backs with great dribbling ability. 
I feel like Benfica, which are needing a, that they desperately need a, a new right back. I think for the future, I don't think he's of the full package yet, but I think a very interesting prospect for the future is Nathan for Benfica. It really complements this trio of great dribbling right backs for the top three in Portugal. Uh, he needs to improve a little bit, a little bit on defense, um, especially in that game versus um, versus Benfica in the Taça da Liga. Some people blamed him for the the first goal, first and only goal, right? That Benfica scored the Everton Swalinga goal. Well, I don't agree. I think it was just miscommunication between the two the defenders. I think overall in the rest of the game he, he did have a, have a pretty good game defensively, but he's still lacking a bit, a little bit in that department. But I think he's a very interesting prospect, a different type of player to what we usually see. We usually see a lot in Portugal of overlapping fullbacks, very wide, just making those runs up and down. He really likes to cut inside, dribbling ability, carrying the ball through the middle, and just helping his team offensively in that way. I think he's a really interesting player. Absolutely. Um, Nathan Santos, as we mentioned previously, on Cortalinias is... Uh, has has been very impressive in in that wing back position for Boa Vista. A big reason as well why Reggie Cannon has not always been a starter for them uh, under Petit. I definitely another interesting player to keep an eye on. Uh, without any further ado, thank you so much, Dennis, uh, for coming on. It was a real pleasure to have you on. Uh, once again, where can the people find you? Uh, mainly on Twitter, really. Uh, it's basically my name, Dinis Tomé. It's the handle. Uh, can find me there saying just a bunch of stuff a lot of talking about football Gil Porto just Portuguese football in general football just in general bit of other sports but yeah uh, it was a pleasure being here thanks for inviting me of course thank you so much again